Hey there, believers. Let's get through this commercial break first so we can enjoy a full show. Want to be prepared for anything that 2024 throws at you from day-to-day life to a national emergency? From the office to the outdoors, then check out SquatchSurvivalGear.com. All packs are made in America, and all components of all packs are made in America. From the fabric to the frame, so you're supporting multiple small businesses when you shop with Squat Survival Gear. Chris, the owner, is a military vet, so all packs are made beyond mil-spec. These things are bomb-proof, and I use my gear daily. I use the Mothman pack going back and forth to work, and my Rock Ape pack stays loaded out in the Jeep. Go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com and get the piece of gear for the peace of mind today. Use promo code BUMP24 to save 15% site-wide. That's B-U-M-P-24 to save 15% site-wide. Hey there, believers. This Sunday Musings episode is going to be about temptations versus testing and trials. How to tell them apart, where they come from, and what to do about it. Uh, I was blessed again with having the opportunity to teach at my church, and I record it like I, I try to usually do, and sharing it here with you guys now. Um, I hope you enjoy it. I hope it blesses you. I hope somebody gets something out of it that you may need. Um, often we feel like we've been being put through some kind of trial or some kind of temptation, and sometimes it's just the consequences of our own actions. But those consequences usually come when we succumb to temptation. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, all glory to God. Thank you guys for supporting the show. If you would like to support the show, now that you know Patreon is closed down, you can always go to um, the website, buy me a coffee. There's an app where you can just get on there and support the show through that. Uh, the app's totally free. Uh, you can support whatever shows you want to with that. Um, a, a lot of people are switching to this. I, th- I have a feeling. Um, that way you don't have to do a monthly subscription or anything like that unless you want to. Just if you like an episode, you can go to the show, hit buy a cup of coffee for the bump podcast and boom, right there's a one-time donation. Uh, you can make it for, I think, pretty much whatever amount you want. Um, there are some default amounts on there. so But it's real simple, and it's just a way to, to show support and not be obligated or have it come out of your, you know, out of, a, out of a monthly kind of thing when you might not be able to do it every month. So I just put that option out there, but that frees me up to not have any content behind a paywall anymore. So full episodes will be going to YouTube when it works out that way. It, it probably won't be every single episode, but there will be the majority of episodes. will be going to YouTube in full. And as always, you'll be able to catch it here on any podcast player that you choose. All right. I love you guys. God bless. And let's go ahead and just get into it. All right. Today... Um, I was going to talk to everybody about the difference between trials and tests 
versus temptations. Um, what each one of them are and how to tell them apart and to know where they come from. And, uh, you know, everybody pretty much knows that I like to talk about spiritual warfare. Um, this is the beginning of it, to know when you're being attacked or when you're being misled or whatever else. And uh, throughout the year, I think I'll probably just try to revisit everything we talked about last year, but expand on it and go deeper. Um, Kenny was talking about how this year we would like to go deeper, get get more in, dig in a little bit more. Amen. And I think that we're, you know, as a church, I think we should be doing that too. So, um, you know, Lord willing, that's what we'll do. Amen. Um, but yeah, this is what's been put on my heart. So I'm, I'm probably going to, bounce around a little bit, but there's not a whole lot of verses that we're going to cover in the Bible. Um, only about five or six, maybe. Bless the Lord. So, um, <clears throat> and please forgive me. I got a little bit of a tickle in my throat. It's been lingering for like a week, but uh, I don't think I'm contagious or anything. I just... <laughs> You're fine. All right. Yeah, I'm going to start with God is raising his army, and we need to be ready. So, uh, you know, having having lessons like this and meetings like this at church... It helps us all to just come in agreement with one mind and one accord and and be ready and know what to look for. Amen. Um, what I wanted to start with is the dictionary definition of tests and trials. Um, test and trial is pretty much the same thing. They're like synonyms, okay? Um, but a test or trial is the procedure to take measures to check and establish quality, performance, or reliability of something especially before putting it to widespread use. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the perfect way to, to sum up exactly. what we go through, right? Um, Praise the Lord. So by testing us, God's checking our quality of faith. Yeah. Is it pure? Is it only in Him? Yeah. Uh, our performance, how we stand up to pressure, um, how will we stand up? And are we reliable to spread the gospel regardless of the conditions? Yep. Mm. Um, and that's widespread, right? Yeah. We're supposed to go out and, and tell the world. Amen. So that, Amen. Um, not just, you know, not just other Christians, because it's easy for us to get around each other and talk about how good God is. But we're supposed to be telling Come the on. world that's right. about how that's good right. God is. Come on. Uh, about Jesus. And uh, to, how to test a tool. Okay. Um, it, this might be easier for some people to, to wrap your head around than others, but this is just how it came to me. The manufacturer of a tool, you know, when they're making something, they're going to do stress tests and stuff, okay? They're going to stress the tool till its very limits. And sometimes it has to be pushed until it breaks in order to find where to strengthen it at or uh, find its weak spots. And that way we can, we can add components. We can beef it up a little bit in those spots, you know, make it more durable. So we can get the task accomplished that we need to get done. And that's how I'm, I'm looking at this like, you know, God is our manufacturer, okay? We, we are the tool. Um, here in a minute, we are the, 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 the bare metals that God works with. Um, like, for instance, we didn't know about breaker bars, right? When you're trying to get extra torque on something. We didn't know about that or how leverage even worked until we failed at something. You know, when we failed at a couple of tasks and we tried to figure it out, you know, God is putting us to use. And when we fail at something, that's why he knows, you know, to put us through this stuff. And I'm, I'm going to give all kinds of examples here in just a second. But um, a ton of different kind of tests might be performed. Like, 
when I was in the Air Force, I worked with sheet metal. Okay, um, so I, that just comes easy for me to talk about. Like we had to find the right alloys, and this church is like an alloy. Okay, there's there's two or three different types of metals that you put together. Like you might put cadmium with nickel or whatever, or uh, titanium with aluminum, or you, or, you know, or whatever the blend is. Um, but you got to get the right combinations of elements to get it to do what you want it to do. Okay, it's a specific job. And everything's going to be brought together for a purpose. Um, this church, I'm sure as as this church, we have a purpose. Amen. You know, there's something that we collectively are supposed to be doing. Yes. And it might be just to show this area what love looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, because we, we do that. We do that good. We, we, we love each other. We love freely. Yeah. Whoever comes through the door, yeah. they say it. You know, they know that we just love them. But yes. They don't have to worry when they come here. That's right. Amen. Um, so whatever our task is or purpose, you know, God's put this blend of people together to pull that out of us, you yes. know, to get that from us. That's good. That's good. Um, again, we need to test resiliency. Uh, to be resilient means to have the ability to bounce back. Mm-hmm. And even when you work with metals, some of them have a, what's called a spring back. You know, how far can you push that? And it still comes back to its right shape. Um, and reliability of the tool that we intend to keep using. We need to be able to test that stuff. Um, there are specific tools for specific jobs. Yes. So whatever God might be me, using me for, he might not use Jess for. Mm-hmm. Or whatever he's using Zach for, he might not be using me for. That's right. Um, so we got to just seek God to find out what our, our job is, what, he's, what he wants to Amen. use us for. That's right. Amen. Um, and like I said, there's other tests. There's stress tests. There's heat tests, cold tests. And once we can find cracks and faults and weaknesses, then we can we can reforge that, we can harden that, and uh, be ready to use it, Amen. you know, day to day. Amen. But it, it's going to take it's going to take some trials, right? Yeah. Um, it, and it's another analogy I, I was trying to put it together with was like a blacksmith. You know, does a blacksmith not beat and heat a sword into shape? And then he files away what's keeping it from being sharp, yeah. you know, to make it a good and effective edge, you know, to get what he wants out of that sword. Amen. And I imagine that if that iron could talk, it would probably sing praises to the blacksmith. You know, I, I just, I, I'm glad that God uses us. Yeah. And that would get me choked up. Um, <laughs> Bless him, Lord. Bless him, Lord. That, that iron knows that in the end of the day, it's going to be in the hands of the master. Right? Yeah. And it's going to be used to do his will. Yeah. So it's okay if we get a little beat up. If we get it's okay if we get a little stuff filed away that we thought might be good for us, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and trials are how, um, are how we watch how the tool performs. You know, you, you put it through there and let, it, let that trial run. Yes. And they get more intense, and the tool gets adjusted until it's just right for the job. And that takes me to the first one. Is uh, The first verse is Romans 12, verse 2. And I'll just read it. It says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, Amen. so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So that's what God's doing with us. He's, he's renewing our mind, and he's making us acceptable and perfect for his use. <coughs> And all through the Bible, we find people that uh, 
are put through trials and tests by the maker to get their impurities out. Okay, um, I have a little bit of an all-star list I wrote down here <laughs> of people that really went through the tests, okay? Uh, let's start with David. Everybody knows the story of Goliath, but often we hear here lately, I, had, I didn't hear it growing up, but here this last year or so, I hear before he faced Goliath, he faced the bear mm-hmm. and he faced the lion. Yes. And you can't tell me that he wasn't like, why is this happening to me yeah. when that bear was coming out? Yeah. He wasn't just jump up and be bad. Yeah. You know, that, that was a test. Yeah. God had to strengthen him. He had to get that fear pushed out of him. Yeah. And then the lion comes. I mean, that's about the only thing I can think of worse than a bear is a lion. And so it had to get that fear and strengthen him and get him ready to know that he can trust in God and only in God. Amen. And then he was prepared for giant slaying, you know, because he didn't stop with Goliath. No. Um, I, I, I love that, but I love David. You know, um, Bo, it was like in how said, it prepared him to not even be hesitant about mm-hmm. his boldness. Like who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Yeah, you know yeah. who who, who dare <laughs> talk about my God? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? who, who is this? Yeah. You know, so he wasn't. You could tell there was no hesitation. Right. But yeah, bringing the trials that had come before. He he had whole, to go through it first. Amen. You know, and Jonah nearly drowned, and he spent a few days in the belly of a sea monster, yeah. um, and then he faced the people of Nineveh. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Nineveh was was his Goliath. Because yeah. we learned that the people of Nineveh was kind of like Nazi Germany, yeah. you know, compared to the Hebrews at that time. Yeah. So for him to go in there and then tell them to repent, yeah. that's a pretty bold thing he had to do. And he didn't like them. He couldn't stand them. Yeah. And we don't really know if he ever got right in his heart by the end of the story. Yeah. Um, but his the task was his test, mm-hmm. you know. Not necessarily being in the belly of a whale, and I'm going to get into that here in just a minute. Now, Job, we all know that one. Um, Peter was test; his faith was tested by telling him to walk on the water. You know, tell me it's you, and I'll I'll, I'll do it. You know, it was, a, it was a test of his faith, it was a showing of his faith. And Paul had something similar too when he was shipwrecked. You know, he could have he could have easily thrown himself overboard, right, and just been done with this, but he didn't. He held on through his faith. So. By, by saying all of that, I'm saying that t- that tests and trials are God-led. And he allows for these things to happen. But he won't let you fail to the point of throwing you away. You know, he won't discard you if you fail and fail and fail. He's going to keep finding what works for you. if As long as you're obedient and you let him use you. Um, and does he use the enemy <coughs> or bad spirits to sniff out those weaknesses? Yeah. Why not? You know, everything is subjected to the will of God. That's right. So it's his perfect will. Amen. Whatever he uses, like we've seen it in, in through here before, Saul was given an evil spirit by God. Mm-hmm. Ahab. Yeah. You know the story of Ahab. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, God will use whatever he wants to use. And who are we to say no? Mm-hmm. He'll use what it takes to get us refined into what he wants us to be. Amen. And now these tests are supposed to humble us. And we realize that we may be strong and built tough or, or we're pretty and we're shiny. But until he picks us up and he uses us, we're just a tool. That's right. You know, we're just That's sitting right. there in the drawer. And so we have to be humbled and we have to be obedient. We don't need to fight back or try to do it our way. 
because um, that's what Jonah tried to do, right? <laughs> he tried to resist. And we don't need to confuse trials with consequences of our own actions, okay? Um, because God will often let us find out the hard way that his ways are higher. That's right. Um, the sea monster wasn't even the trial for Jonah. You know, that was a consequence of his disobedience. That's right. He was told to go one way and he went another. That's right. Uh, and actually, God showed him mercy with that sea monster because they threw him into the sea. He would have drowned. Yeah. But God's mercy got a hold of him. While he dragged him down, opened his eyes a little bit, and let him see, you better humble yourself and do what I tell you. Amen. Right? And, and thank God for that. Thank God when he humbles us. The, um, the test, like I said, is the task itself to get the fear and hate out of him and to accomplish God's will for Nineveh. And it did. It led people to God, right? When he got there, they actually repented. That's right. And uh, they went the way of the Lord, at least for a while. Amen. So, so tests and trials are put in place for our refinement and use by God. That's right. Our own will being in disobedience causes consequence. So when we disobey, that's when the consequence comes. God does not want us to suffer. He just wants us to seek him and listen and be a willing vessel for the Holy Spirit to work through. Amen. Um, our own will is exactly our weak spot all too often. And the enemy knows that. Um, our own will and desires of the flesh are what opens the door to temptation and sin. Yeah. Uh, if we didn't, if we didn't have that that fleshly desire, there would be no temptation. Yeah, it wouldn't be able to work. Um, so we're going to look at the definition of temptation. <coughs> um, give me just one second so I don't choke over here. Temptation is the desire to do something, especially something wrong or unwise. Now, that's the dictionary, like dictionary.com definition. Read that one more time. Okay, it's the desire to do something, especially something that's wrong or unwise. Mm. It's like when you know better, yeah. but you still want it. Yeah. Amen. Um, the Lord's Prayer doesn't say, lead me not unto tests and trials. It says, lead me not unto temptation, right? Amen. Uh, because temptations are seductive tricks that lead us into hurting ourselves and our relationship with God. That's something that people, you know, and I'm not just talking about like something like as extreme as adultery, but when that kind of stuff happens, we're not just cheating on our spouse or loved ones or our, you know, by stepping out on your on your spouse, you're stepping out on your kids if you have kids, you right. know, but you're stepping out on God. That's right. Because you made that 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 vow, and you're betraying Him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the fruits of the Spirit is the word. You know, often overlooked is temperance. Yes. What's really means self-control. Self-control. I mean, so the fruit of the Spirit, knowing that you have the Holy Spirit of God in you, is to know that yeah, this is coming up and it's tempting, but you've got to back up and say, you know, I'm not, I'm not under this no more. Amen. I'm under the Spirit now, what's within me, and I'm going to just deny whatever that might, that temptation might be. Amen. Because we're all, you know, there's always the devil's going to throw temptations and trials and stuff at you. Always. But you've got to just know, you've got to rise above that. Because what would be the outcome if I surrender to this temptation? Right. It says that Jesus himself was tempted in all the ways that we are. Yes. Yeah. Yet without sin. Amen. So there's nothing nobody's been through or looked at or wanted. Yeah. Right. He's come before him. Yeah. And he didn't do it. That's right. 
right. And we are at choice too. That's right. That's right. And, and I, I, that's a, here in another page or two, but yeah, we'll get to it now. Jesus was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. That's right. To be tempted by the devil. Yeah. 100% it was to show us how to do it. Mm-hmm. It was to show us how to fight back. That's right. Amen. Uh, 100%. Amen. Just like, uh, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but like when the blind man, when Jesus healed the blind man, they were like, well, what sin did he commit or his parents commit to make him blind? And he's like, none. He was, he was healed today. You know, he, he went through a lifetime of blindness yeah. and was healed on that day to show the power of God. Yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. You know, so however God wants to use us, we just have to be obedient to it. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, okay. They're seducing tricks to lead us into hurting ourselves or our relationships with God. And we can look at it like that because that's the reality of it. When we succumb to temptation, we are letting the devil seduce us into cheating on Jesus. That's right. It's our very Savior. So if we ever had shame, uh, I'm <laughs> myself included, I'm shaming us right now. When we we cheat on. on our Savior. Yes, come on, bro. When we give in to temptation. Come on, that's right. That's right. Um, we're betraying God. And that's how we know it's not of God. Because we know it's wrong. That's right. Um, we can feel it. You know, we know that. You know that you're not supposed to steal. And a lot of times we get out of that when we get older. But, you know, when we're a teenager or whatever, there's something you want, and you're just like, man, I know I shouldn't do it, or whatever it is. It might be a candy bar. It might be a quarter that's on a counter instead of the floor. You know, that makes a big difference of where that quarter's sitting. You know, did you find it, or is it leftover change somewhere? <laughs> but you swipe it, and you know in your heart that's wrong. Yeah. That's a sin. Yeah. You know, you're giving into that temptation, and you're doing what God does not want you to do. Amen. But it's, it's all on the whole scale. Temptation falls everywhere, and that's yes. why it's so hard. Um, but if you find yourself having to hide what you're doing or you're having to justify, well, I earned this or I deserve this, um, you don't deserve to sin. That's never going to be the case. Like it's never going to be a time where I'm like, well, you know, I worked hard today. I deserve to eat until I throw up, you know, it's like, that's stupid, but yet how many times do we overeat? It happens all the time. Um, and, and this world, it glorifies sin to no end. You know, like look at a commercial. Look at a, a yeah. like I was, I called Wendy's today. I was so excited about them having, being back open again. I was like, you know what I mean? Are you and, open? Yeah. I'm not going to go down there and get like uh, a junior bacon. You know what I mean? I'm looking for a big double or a triple cheeseburger. That's what the world has conditioned us to want to do. And it, it's like that with everything though. If it feels good, do it. That's what you hear, right? Um, temptation isn't just about like a sexual kind of desire. I know that word, temptation. That's like a. That's like a. It's, it correlates with sexy or whatever or sexual, but it's not just that kind of desire. It's all things that our flesh gets weak over, yes. uh, or that can hurt our body or hurt our relationships. Like if we desire money or things, so we sneak and spend, or we steal. Well, like I said, we glut, um, or we even put work over God yeah. intentionally. Amen. You know what Come I mean? On. Come on. And and the world's there to do that for us. It'll be like, I'll give you triple time. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, you know, just it'll be Christmas next year, or eat, work on Easter Sunday. I almost lost my job at Lowe's because they wanted me to work on Easter Sunday. 
It just it has never happened, and I'm not going to ever do it. Yeah, yeah it's Easter. Yeah. Um, but those those temptations are there, mm-hmm. and that's that's not a test from God. That's a, that's a the devil dangling a carrot. Yeah. You know, that's what that is. Amen. Um, let's see. Yeah, like I said, right here. Those opportunities aren't tests. The devil knows them all. He's old and he's smarter than we are. He's seen the rise and fall of the of some of the best of men. So don't think he won't come for you because you are his enemy. That's right. We are, um, as I vet told Jess, we you know the righteousness. We are the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. You know we we live in His will. Amen. And so the tempter. <laughs> has been acting this way since like day eight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, he he got everything established, and then there there's that serpent in the garden just to tempt. Yeah. Just yeah. A, yeah. I hate him. Yeah. I but uh, you know, that's big thanks to Eve for that one. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. We'll look at uh, some biblical examples of temptation, and we can go back to old King David. One more time, because he didn't just get put through trials and tests. He was tempted. And I guess you could probably imagine who I'm going to talk about with King David. What was his what was his temptation? It was a person, right? Bathsheba. Uh, You know, God didn't tell him to go check out that woman and then lust for her and then conspire murder on her husband. That's right. You know, for another man's wife. God didn't do that. That's a temptation. That's not a test. That's not a trial. Uh, You can blame God, but you're wrong. Mm -hmm. And and speaking of wives, there's Potiphar's wife. She tried to snag Joseph. And then when he resisted temptation, she had him imprisoned. Right? But he resisted temptation. Yes, he did. And then when he was imprisoned, didn't God work that out? Yes, (laughs) he did. You know? That's right. God, God took care of that. He made all things work out for good. And uh, like the Hebrew kids in the fiery furnace, <laughs> that wasn't a test from God. It was a temptation from the devil to bow to false gods. Mm-hmm. Look what I'll do for you yeah. if you just bow to this false gods. Um, and how do I know that was a temptation and not a trial? Because of Jesus in the wilderness. Yeah. The devil says, bow to me, yeah. and I'll give you everything. Yeah. Okay, so it, it's a parallel there. These kids were told to bow to these false idols. That's right. Don't do it. Um so God delivered them. He was in our rhythm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, They're looking there like, who's that fourth one? Well, yeah. I'll tell you. Uh, and just like Joseph and just like Daniel and the lion's den, God, you know, he obviously allows the temptations, but he makes a way for deliverance for those who resist and find themselves in a jam. You know, like, all right, God, I did what I was supposed to do. Amen. Now. Pull me through this. Get me out of this. And he will. Um, our choice and our decision to deny our flesh <coughs> or even give our lives is what makes us his. Yes. And we choose sin over him. Uh, we, we're going to fail. We're going we're to fail. And uh, that takes me to my second verse. is going to be in James. James chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. It tells you, let no one say, and I'm reading from the American Standard Version, um, let no one say when he is tempted, I'm being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil. That's right. And he himself does not tempt anyone. 
But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lusts. That's right. Okay? Amen. So, God's not the one tempting us here. God will put us through trials and tests. Because that's of Him. And He will see us through that. He will make us stronger for that, for that endurance. But He's not the one putting us through temptation. Amen. And Bo, you know, <laughs> recognizing that, uh, unfortunately... But with pride that kicks in when someone does get drawn away by their own lust, they want to rationalize it to use it as an excuse right. versus just, as you said earlier, about just humbling yourself and say, I, I, messed, I messed up yeah. and just change. You know, the same God that forgive you when you was, you know, was born again will forgive you of that as Amen. well. Amen. But so many times, unfortunately, people want to just justify how they're living and and think it's okay uh, and talking themselves into it really when really the only thing they can do is just say I repent I, I was wrong and move on and and that's what God that's what God wants us to to know as well it's not that you're not going to mess up sometimes we all have moments yes. but don't let the moment define who you are now as exactly a and and don't get so caught up in fixing the human relationship you know and forget it forget about seeking God's forgiveness. That's right. Amen. You know, um, Amen. That's right. If, if you do mess up and you tell your spouse and you're trying to work that out, they may or may not forgive you for it. But the big problem is God. Amen. So repent, seek Him, That's get right. His forgiveness. That's right. Um, and then He'll work everything else out for yes, you. Yes, He will. <laughs> you just have to fully surrender to God. Amen. All right. Um, so we can see the difference here now, right, between a, a test and a temptation. There's a very distinct difference. Yeah. We choose to give in to temptation. Yeah. We don't choose to fail tests and fail trials. We don't. We don't choose. We don't just roll over and play dead. I hope. Yeah. Uh, one leads us to a closer walk, and the other leads us to death. And that's in Romans 6:23. Yes. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The wages of sin is death. So choosing to give in to temptation is sin. The wages of sin is death. Right? Mm-hmm. So we know God does not want us to die. He don't want us to perish, right? No. So in the spiritual battle, battle, Jesus is used yet again as our example. Led, like I said, um, like Francis talked about here, led by the Holy Spirit to be tempted by the devil so we can see how to fight and how to resist. Now, he went 40 days and 40 nights with no food. So we can imagine he's probably a little bit hungry, right? <laughs> I mean, he, he had a human body. He was craving food. He's probably beyond the point of, of craving food. He just needed, knew he needed food. And then when he's worn out at his weakest point, that your body, like they, they, today they recommend to you that nobody actually goes 40 days without food, you know, because people will starve to death. But usually within that 40 days. Um, so he was he was wore out. And then the devil shows up and says, kill yourself. Yeah. You know, kill you, throw yourself off of here and see if God saves you. And then he twists some scripture around to try to make it valid. Yeah. You know, he twists some Psalm 91. You, yeah. know, you know, God will, you know, he's got an angel. So he'll lift you right up, man. Unless you put against the stone. Yeah, just yeah. go ahead and jump off this. Yeah. And. I'll give you riches if you bow down and worship me. Amen. And how does Jesus fight him back? 
with the word, the sword of the spirit. It's the word of God. That's that, that's that sharpened sword that he had ready there. He's sitting there filing away for 40 days, and he cuts the head off the snake right there with it. He says, it is written. <laughs> it's like those words uh, to a demon are like the sound of a shotgun being pumped. You know, like you know the blast is coming. You know, it's like it is written. Or like when you watch those uh, those movies with knights and stuff, and you hear that sword come out of the sheath. Yeah. You know, like that that sound, like it's coming. Like yeah. you better just get ready. Here it yeah. comes. That's that's what it is written. That's, that's right. what that means. Amen. I love it. Yes, I do. And uh. You know, then God sent his angels to minister and comfort Jesus. Um, and I'm sure they come down like, did you see that? You know, <laughs> did you check out? Did you know what you just did? You know, just praising him and lifting him back up. And God will send angels to comfort us, too. Amen. That's right. And uh, that was allowed to happen to show us how to fight with the word yeah. and to have faith in. It. You know, if it works for Jesus and Jesus says we can do these things and we can do more, Amen. then it's going to work for us, too. I always need to not be afraid to stand up for what's right. And like I I'd already got ahead of myself on this one too. Like Jesus healed the blind man in John 9, 3 to demonstrate the wonder-working power of God. We too can be a channel for God's works <clears throat> if we allow it and if we obey him and we keep our eyes fixed on him. Amen. Um, the way out of temptation is through the word of God. That's right. Does God speak against it? If so, don't do it. Temptation defeated. There, there's no reason to argue about it. That's right. If he says don't whatever, don't whatever. <laughs> you know, that's the word of God. There's no arguing with him. Just obey. Amen. Um, will the test make you better and give glory to God at the end? If yes, then we endure it. That's right. You know, if it's a test from the Lord or if it's a test to make us better to serve the Lord, then we need to endure it. Amen. And that takes me to uh, two final scriptures. And I got done way faster than I thought I would. I think I'm rambling a little, a little too fast here. But uh, I've been talking all day. Bless the Lord. All right, First Peter chapter 4, verses 12 through 19. 1 Peter I'll just go ahead and read it. Um, it says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you which comes upon you for your testing, as though some strange thing were happening to you. Amen. But to the degree that you share the sufferings of Christ, keep on rejoicing, so that also at the revelation of his, joy, of his glory you may rejoice with exaltation. If you are reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed. Because the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. Make sure that none of you suffers as a murderer or thief or evildoer or troublesome meddler. Don't fall into those temptations. But if anyone suffers as a Christian, he is not to be ashamed, but is to glorify God in this name. For it is time for judgment to begin with the household of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the outcome for those that did not obey the gospel of God? Amen. And if it is with difficulty that the righteous is saved, what will become of the godless man and the sinner? Amen. Therefore, those also who suffer according to the will of God shall entrust their souls to a faithful creator in doing what is right. Um, so endure, right? Yes. To, to, to just tough it out. 
be who he wants you to be because he won't lead you wrong. No. And the last one is in 2 Timothy. And I pulled my tab right out of there. <laughs> it's uh, 2 Timothy <clears throat> chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. And I'm going to end with this. Chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. It says, Suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life. Amen. So don't worry about the world, right? That's right. So that he may please the one who enlisted him as a soldier. Amen. So we don't need to worry about the world. That's right. We need to just suffer through the hardships and be the soldier that God wants us to be. That's right. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you have an experience or an encounter that you'd like to share, holler at me. You can reach me at thebumppodcast at gmail.com or by the bump phone at 304-812-0553. Leave a text or a voicemail either way and I'll get back to you. Also, please be sure to leave a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to. Stick around after this for a special invitation.
personally ready to submit your life to God and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The book of Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says it really simply that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's that simple. To be born again, to start a new life as a child of God, to join God's army, to rise up against the evil forces that you know are all around you. You don't have to do it alone. I love you. Jesus loves you. And may God bless you. Doctors said the only way he 
Call me up one night Just to say Brother, if you would I need you to pray So I went to the altar I fell down on my knees and I prayed I asked the Lord if he would heal him And now he's living So if you're here, feeling lonely, and your burdens you no longer can bear, just come on up to this altar and take it to the Lord in prayer come on up to this altar and fall down on your knees and pray ask the Lord to forgive you and you'll be Come on up to this altar and fall down on your knees and pray. Ask the Lord to forgive you and you'll be.